Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers episode 487, the kind of sort of box office report. The not box office report. For the week ending June 23rd. There. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, nice to get those positive reinforcements. <laughs> Good job, Tom. Thank you. Well, yeah, now it's now no, it just feels no, no, it's weird. Yeah. Oh. I don't want your pity, Kevin. <laughs> Bad job, Tom. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mediocre yeah. job, Tom. Well, he's used to hearing that. Yeah. I would complain, but I guess I really after the opening, I can't really then immediately turn around and com- <laughs> complain about someone being snarky. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. I guess uh, shameless plugs. We'll start there. Uh, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we have a review. What? It's been a little bit. It has. Yeah. This is from Diz Lover 816 which I love oh. to see. Like, I Could mean, be Disney. So many people... <laughs> Have forgotten about Dizzy Gillespie, <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to see someone carrying that at torch. Least, what was the number at the end? Eight sixteen. We'll see. Eight hundred and fifteen people before this. Yeah, guy. or they're from or, Kansas City. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The A one six. Yes, that could be that as well. Uh, a sincere thank you. That's oh. the headline. I'm not thanking. That was the end of the review. I'm not <laughs> thanking either of you two bastards. Oh, damn it. Uh, Hello, all. I am proud to say this week I officially finished grad school for becoming a physician's assistant. That's fantastic. Congratulations. I wanted to thank you because I couldn't have done it without this podcast, which pretty much means we're all doctors. That's what that means. Yeah. As far as I mean, we've had a doc. We've had Nicole on the show. Yeah. I mean, we're legit. Astro, rocket, scientist, botanist. Yep. Sure. Just like (laughs) Brian May. Yeah. From the three-hour drives to study breaks to downtime between classes, you've been there. Your humor has always made me laugh, and your honest passion on films always made me appreciate something I loved even more. I saw a, a movie almost every weekend, oh and even gosh. if I saw it alone, I could know my movie uncles <laughs> would have a discussion I felt like I could weigh in on. That's awesome. I love that. That's movie fantastic. Uncles. Yeah, well. Well. 
I guess. Would if, you rather be movie grandpa? That's fair enough. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I guess if if we ever break up, that'll be the name of the pod, the new podcast. I <laughs> movie start. uncles, movie uncles. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, Good luck. Trademark it. <laughs> uh, you all seem like pretty cool dudes who do this because you love it, and that's pretty inspiring for me at least. So thank you guys for the last two and a half years of box office superheroes and monkeys references. Oh man, I look forward to having you guys with me as I begin my next journey, Sarah. PA, which I assume means physician's assistant, not Pennsylvania. Sad news, para, Sarah. Para, uh, this is our last episode. We're done. No, we're done. <laughs> yeah. we can't top that review. Yeah. So we're checking we're out. out. We were only doing this for you, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Once you're done, you're done. Man. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to become a doctor or something for us to keep <laughs> yeah. doing this. So time to fly, little birdie. <laughs> so if you would like to leave a review, we would love to hear it. Yeah. Well, maybe. But honestly, congratulations, Sarah. And yeah. Thank for you real. for writing in. Also, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers, where you can uh, like the page. And, of course, while you're there, join the League of Show Shares group where there's always kind of different conversations and stuff going on. Uh, people who were kind enough to share the show this week, Librarian Cynthia Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Julianne Jordan, Brent Smith, Griffin Fox Smith, no relation, <laughs> Michael Tonkovic, Lane LeVanway, Susan... Also, also no relation. Yes. Uh, Susan Carlson, Tammy Sherman Powers, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magic Man, Gabriel Lugo, Laura Connolly Quiddick, Richard Lawson, Tom Comiskey, Jason Wasmond. Oh, that's a new one. I believe so. Ralph Tribble, Zara Vandercreek. So, man, she's, that's she's killing it. Fun to say. Yeah. Great name. Chris so Sanders, glad you're still here. Chris Sanders, Dylan A. Lang, and Jason Weesey. So thank you very much uh, for sharing the shows, and we appreciate it. And so also our Patreon account, as Kevin looks at me sideways, because I was about <laughs> to forget, uh, is at patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get bonus content, and occasionally we dip into that pool, and someone gets elevated to guest for the week, if you want to consider that an elevation. Yeah, you know, you're like uh, somebody you bring on SNL. You're just like, oh, interesting. I didn't think they'd be on the show, but yeah. all right. <laughs> this week, in honor of the uh, Batman 30th anniversary, we already did the latest animated movie, but we're tackling Batman 89. So head there over there for all your Batman 89 info. Got to tell you, hold up. Did I've not been, did not expect that to happen. Been saying that for <laughs> yeah. years. Been saying got, that for I years. I got to the end. I was like, huh. Yeah. I wasn't bad. Yeah, it's Love pretty it. good. <laughs> Good to know. Well, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, find out what we thought yeah, of Batman right. 89 on Patreon. I saw someone uh, the other day, uh, there was a story about Michael Keaton on David Letterman. I saw that. That's insane. Huh? Where he was oh, on. he spoiled it. Yeah. yeah he spoiled what? the movie. He spoiled Batman the night before it came what? out. On late night with David Letterman, he's, he's on was, Letterman. He what said, was the spoiler? That the Joker. That the Joker. Uh, he's he's he was like. Uh, Letterman asked him about about. I think like, it was about the movie in general. About like Batman's motivation. Yeah, or, and he's like, oh well, like his parents were killed, and he's like, oh, and he's like, and he's like, <laughs> oh, he said the Joker, and he's like, who did? He's like, well, the Joker did, and he's like, but he doesn't find that out until later, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like. I think I just kind of Letterman's like I think you just gave he, away the like, end of the and movie. There's like an audible groan from the crowd because like nobody, you know, it's pre-internet, so there's no leaks yeah. or rumors. It's eighty nine. There's no. There's nothing of that. There's not even a way for people to ramp each other up with rumors. Like and so like the whole crowd is like, oh, <laughs> and you can see the look on his face too. Yeah, like he's like, oh no. Yeah, eh, you're gonna see it anyway. Yeah. Well, think of how much money it would have made if he didn't spoil it. <laughs> but it's just it's. Could you imagine? It was, it was also airing it like. Twelve yeah, thirty, at right? Night. And I think showings had already like that was one of the first times that they were doing like midnight. They did a ten p.m. showing. Yeah, there was there was like did they? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. 
But could you imagine 2019, Daisy Ridley goes on Fallon or no. Colbert no, I and can't. accidentally... No. That's what I mean. That like, would be somehow pulled immediately. J.J. Abrams, <laughs> he would press a button he has access to, and the, it would just shut the, everything. The feed, the feed would immediately cut. It would go, wow. <laughs> I just know, like, the biggest movie of 1989, and the, the lead actor spoils the end but, of the movie. But that's, I mean, that really does not hinge. Like, your enjoyment doesn't hinge on that spoiler. No. I mean, that's just a reveal that's cool, you know, and it's so original for that movie. But, I mean... It doesn't spoil what happens in the end or all the things along the way that no, you enjoy. Man, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty, pretty that's, big, probably, that's a pretty big plot point. Because up till then, it's like anybody that followed the comics was like, well, it was Joe Chill. it's Joe Chill who yeah. killed his parents. Right, so right. Th- that was a... The a, nameless criminal. A material shift in <laughs> war. Like no, that, definitely. You know, so it's I mean... A, it's, I mean, no, I mean, it's a neat reveal, but it doesn't yeah. really affect... I mean, Batman was going to take down the Joker either way. Yeah. It, it just... it It's just one of those extra things that is really cool, but you're not going to not enjoy the movie, even if you knew that spoiler, but it's yeah. it's one of the few yeah, things it's not that, like a major twist exactly no, yeah, it's right. not like yeah if, if you go and spoil the sixth sense you know that he's like batman's brother yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, uh, uh yeah but i mean it was just it was funny to see him be like oh no yeah uh, he was tom holland before being tom he holland. was tom holland cool. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah maybe he should have played his father and he should have been uncle ben yeah right yeah, right there you go <laughs> So uh, did they just skip? They skipped it, right? They were just Uncle like ben? Uncle Ben was dead. Uh, and... He says in Homecoming, he's like, he, she's had a rough yeah. year, yeah, and that's all they say. Thank yeah. God, yeah. Which we, is like, we yeah. don't need another origin no. story. Like no, that we don't. was ve- so smart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They, and, yeah, I mean, we already had two in pretty recent years, so it's yeah. like, it was that like was a good move. Yeah, it was O two and what? I mean, oh, twenty fourteen. Something yeah. mm, 2011, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. 2010 or 2011. Okay. But yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, there's all that. I guess we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready, Kevin. I do, Tom. And I guess this will be kind of a short box office because we have we yet again another kind of twist to the to the box office format. Yeah. You guys have a couple mini reviews. Yeah. Did we want to tackle them inside of the box office as think, we get to them? Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, should we make sure that they all showed up? <laughs> What's that? They do. Oh yeah. Do we want to talk about one little kind of important news bit? Well, sure. Is that Vertigo from DC Comics is gone? The the mature themed imprint. They've they've closed it. It's finished. But they've, the comics are just going to be under DC. But it, they will. But the Vertigo banner at one point was like a symbol of this excellence. Is, it's like, like this, this is, means something different. Yeah. This is, you know, like this is going to be. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. I mean, current like the current comic creators that we see today came from Vertigo. Gotcha. So Grant Morrison, Mark Miller, uh, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, Warren Ellis, like all those guys cut their teeth in Vertigo. So it's like Swamp, the Alan Moore Swamp thing or the Hellblazer. Uh, Although some of that predated. It and did, then but then, then they got moved into it. Yeah, because I like, think that's why they're doing it, you know, because they're like, well, people are taking these more seriously than the DC comics now if we have good DC comics coming out. I think also it was a way they were trying to be like, hey, these aren't for kids. Yeah. And I think they've completely given up on the notion that kids are reading comic books. Yeah, they aren't. And so that's, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not. And I know that it also, like, I, I think uh, they also were trying to, in, in that early Sandman run, mm-hmm. They like kind of forced a DC crossover. And then they did it in Swamp Thing as well. Yeah, and onto onto Gaiman, and I don't, I don't think he was a big fan of that. No, and they were, and so that was their way of kind of 
moving those characters from the DCU. They pulled those characters, the Authority, and all of the actually Wildstorm, but it's all kind of the same. Yeah, but yeah, like they pulled Swamp Thing and Constantine and uh, Scalped and Why the Last Man, and you know, there's the Kitchen, which is actually I just saw a trailer for. Uh, is coming to theaters like that was a vertigo book so it's just like vertigo as far as that imprint was very important karen berger was the was the um editor of that and like she was kind of the one that brought in kind of those that british invasion of talent so yeah. a lot of those guys she came. was responsible for the beatles i guess wow yeah but i mean like all it of the good. all of those guys that, that worked on 2000 ad and books like that she brought over frank quietly those kind of guys uh, to DC, and then those guys kind of moved from the Vertigo imprint over to the big guys, uh, and it's kind of sad, man. It's like it's it's a sad day that they they tried to reboot it last year, I think. And really, the only book that I stuck with was American Carnage by St. Louis's own Brian Edward Hill, which is fantastic. Like it's a great read if you ever get a chance to go pick that up. Um, but a lot of the other ones kind of fell off, except for The Kitchen, which oh. is honestly like when I saw the trailer, I was like, that can't be. And then it says DC Vertigo, and I was like. Well, apparently it is. Oh, they turn it into a TV show? No, it's a movie. Oh. With Melissa McCarthy. Uh, uh, oh, you just stop there. No, who's the <laughs> uh, the gal from Mad Men? She was in Us. Oh. Ma- Elizabeth uh, Moss. Oh, okay. yeah. And uh, Tiffany Haddish. And basically the story is... Oh, it's held, I saw it, the, at a theater. I yeah. saw a trailer for that, and I didn't realize it was a... It's, con- uh, it's Hell's Kitchen in the 70s, and like all of their husbands were mob guys, yeah. and they get pinched, and it's up to the women to kind oh, of take, over, take the over the business, and they oh. kind of go to war with the Irish and the, the Italians, and it looks... I mean, the book was... I never read the book, because it was just like, eh. It was about women. It was about women yeah. in, in charge. Like, come yeah. on. No, come on. <laughs> no. I mean, men in caves are one <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, but f- zip around the, well, this, you know. This bodes well for all those people that don't like our wokeness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're bringing them <laughs> back here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a, it's a sad day that to lose that imprint at DC Comics. Yeah. So, I mean, but but I think at least they're not like, they're not shutting all those comics down. They're just bringing them in under a unified label. Well, the, there is no Swamp Thing book right now. There's no Hellblazer book right but now. But they're not, I mean, they're not, a, it, when it comes back, it will be DC. Probably. It's just, yeah. they're trying to I think have one. I think ultimately it just shows that comic books don't feel the need to, to segment like that anymore. Right. No. Right. Because comic book means something different than it used yeah. to. Now it's like, okay, people accept comic books, so you don't have to have this kind of comic book, sure. comic book for the whatever. You know, it's it's right. like, okay, it's DC or you're Marvel or you're one of the others. But Preacher was the other one. Like Preacher yeah. was a Vertigo book. So yeah. and it's like I think somebody on the on the page was like, Oh, it's a shame that they didn't make any of these into properties. And I was like, Well Cherry Pop Tart. D- that was not a Vertigo <laughs> book, but all right. Uh, but it's just like, the, yeah, I think most of the Vertigo books, with the exception of like Dream and Sandman, like those books are that will never be a thing. Like that's too big and too weird to be a TV show or a movie. But like all those other ones have been. Aren't they creating a Sandman TV show? They've been trying to do with yeah. that for years. Was it Joseph Gordon Levitt the one that was? He's been he's been attached yeah. to it. I think he's off of it now because. Oh. Like they it, they weren't gonna do what he wanted to do with it. And I'd like then, to for know a while, wasn't is. there supposed to be like a cartoon? They were gonna make it a cartoon, oh, but like an HBO cartoon, yeah, like Spawn, yeah, hmm. the cartoon. So because that was a thing, yeah. it was. <laughs> I remember. So yeah, I watched it. R.I.P. Vertigo. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Well, I guess uh, we can now dig into the box office. Yes, we we can, Tom. Uh, I have my abacus ready. You <laughs> kind of threw me off there. I, well, I already said it once. It felt weird to say it again. <laughs> well, I have put it down. Would you like to check if I have it ready now? No. How's that abacus going? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have it. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, this weekend, um, 
you know, at the at the top of the box office here, Anna with three points. Oh, I was like, what? Oh, I was reading ten to one. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so coming in at number one at the box office, no surprise at all. Toy Story four. Uh, it was estimated. It was kind of a, a toss up. I mean, the range was one hundred and ten million to two hundred million. They didn't know how it would perform, although they knew it would make a decent amount of money. Uh, it came in on the low end at one hundred and twenty million dollars. But the thing with this one is there's a lot of skepticism out there. There's a lot of people saying it's unnecessary. It's a cash grab. And I think the word of mouth is really going to carry this one. Yeah. I know my Facebook feed has been full of people just raving about it. Same deal. Because people, I mean, and and I get it. I get the reservations, but people, and I said this on Twitter, people are dismissing this movie. And I've been making sure I keep posting about it and saying, do not dismiss this movie just because you didn't ask for it. It's a really good movie. And we're obviously going to get into it next episode. But, uh, uh, you have all those people that aren't going to see it opening weekend, but when they hear all this and they hear how good it is, you know, I think uh, the second week's going to be very strong. Yeah, it? and it's a solid. Yeah, and it's and it's summer, so kids can go see it all during the week. Uh, you know, so it will continue to have some strong numbers here. But and I feel like Pixar needed a hit. I mean, uh, Incredibles two was a hit. Probably, yeah, yeah. Incredibles Coco two was a hit. Nemo, oh, was that them? Don't Fight yeah. and Dory was a hit. Yeah. They all have been a hit except for that good dinosaur. Well, they went on that good little, dinosaur. But then I think something else Cars, after... Cars three, yeah. I think underperformed. Underperformed, but, okay. but it's okay. about the car toys. I mean, but that, yeah, but I wouldn't say that it wasn't a hit. I, th- yeah. I thought Coco was Disney. I forgot. Oh, that. Yeah, I yeah. forgot that it was Pixar. Yeah. No, they, I mean they're they're pretty solid. It's just the the problem is they they're going back to the well, and I think people are getting frustrated with that. Um, so you know they've been kind of doing like every other movie. They, you know they they've been doing these sequels where they first start off with all these originals, and now we're on Toy Story four, Cars four. I think is in the works. You know we're we're going right. back that to, again. Yeah, that's a. Bad I think they are that's going silly. back to the. I think because of the toys. Yeah. Though. I mean the kids. They remember when Cars three was coming out. Cars two toys were still in stores. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Cars three toys are still in stores like they never leave it's one of those things where you're used to movie toys where they get clearanced after about eight weeks 12 weeks whatever through the holidays and cars was the first time i remember a movie toy just always being there and i just thought this is so weird this movie came out a year and a half ago right and it's like a branded you know and it's not just cars as a generic movie franchise it's cars two toys i'm like how are these still but so anyway, but they, but they announced they've got two of them coming out, right? They've got uh, Pixar has that. Yeah, yeah. So they two have. Ones. Yeah, so they have. Soul is the one that they. Just well, Soul is a the, year from now, and then later this year is like a monster one with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Yeah. So so they are doing originals still, but it, it, now it's like every other one instead of got giving it. a string of got originals, it. and I think people are starting to get a little frustrated with that about dipping back to the well. You know, they're doing it because they make money, so it makes sense. But uh, anyway, so. Listen up for the next episode, and if you're not thinking of giving Toy Story 4 a chance, I would recommend you rethink that, and we'll tell you why next. So $120 million underperforming by, by estimates, but we'll see how it does in the coming weeks. But not a crash and burn. By oh, not at all. Yeah. Just underperforming. Yeah. Not, not a, a flopping, but, you know, it's, 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 you know, people were thinking maybe it would fall in the middle to, like, 150. So, you know, when they saw 120, they are like, yikes. But, <laughs> you know, people online have also been talking about, wow, it's crazy that we live in a world where a movie can make $120 million domestic. We're like, Meh. And people are considering it a failure. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just insane. Like, you either make a billion dollars or you fail and it's it like there's there's no middle ground of success anymore yeah because this is just domestic 120 domestic you know that i mean i don't have the budget pulled up on this one but i'm guessing it's like the mid like 150 yeah it's not on yet but you know what it probably 150 to 200 million because it's such a big movie with all the voices and stuff and so 120 and you know it's not cheap to get tom hanks and 
Oh yeah, for a fourth movie. For exactly. a fourth movie. It's or Tim we, Allen. Doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. I mean Tim Allen, I feel like this is not like Tim Allen's barely in this movie. And we'll get into that yeah. like, the, as far as like whose movie it really is. Yeah. You still got to pay that guy to show up though. But yeah, sure. you still got yeah, cuz you I mean you can't <laughs> recast Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, anyway, but uh yeah, we'll we'll see what the budget was, but that's just 120 domestic. I don't have the overseas numbers yet, but you know, it's going it, to I'm sure it will be around the 3 over 300 million worldwide opening weekend on a probably less than 200 million budget. So, and it will continue to make money. So, it it definitely isn't going to fail by any means. Yeah, so. plus you got a holiday weekend coming up. Yeah. Here in a little bit too, so so we'll get into that one next episode. But coming in at number two, our first menu review of the weekend here, Child's Play, starring Mark Hamill as Chucky. <laughs> $14.4 million on that one. Um, I don't have a budget. Do I? No. Oh, $10 million, it says here. So 14. That's not a Blumhouse, right? Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No. No. Okay. No. It's not. It's United Artist. Yeah, so okay. fourteen under of, it's United Artists, but under Orion, it opened with that oh, old yeah. school Orion, Orion. Logan. Well, yeah. okay, that's nice. kind of cool. Yeah, that was the, like the last cool thing you're. Oh get no, I you know I've never seen a Child's Play movie. I've is never. This your first one. This is my first well, one. Well, that's a shame. So like, if there <laughs> was, we started to send the right person to review the Child's Play <laughs> reboot, if they if there was fan service, like it was completely lost on me. But, okay, but uh, yeah, I just don't I don't get it, man. That first one is. Uh, the first one is fun. Yeah. The second one is like, oh, we're having a lot of fun. With yeah. This. Like it just balls out crazy, you know, melty doll faces, and you know he's yeah. A, this was like, and they I know they changed it up because like in the first one it's like what he's it's like a voodoo. So in spell. the first one, Brad Dourif is a serial killer uh, who is into voodoo, and he's about to get caught, and he transfers his consciousness into a Chucky doll. Yeah. And, and then the the factory explodes. The doll ends up in like a hobo's uh, cart and this mom who's like, you know, single mom desperate to get her kid a my buddy, basically a my buddy doll. Yeah. Sees the hobo, uh, buys, it, buys it from the buys hobo. It from the, well, because it's, it's in the package and she's like, oh. I'll take it for he's like 50 bucks. He was, she was like done. It's like the tickle me Elmo of 1980. Yeah, it was like whatever. the cabbage patch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then. You know, the the thing starts doing things and they start blaming the kid and the kid's like, I didn't do it. It was Chucky. And it turns out it was Chucky. Gotcha. Yeah. So this was uh, so they changed the origin and ah, this it one, it's uh, um, a disgruntled factory worker changes the code on it. And your your Chucky doll is more like your Google Home. It, OK, it can like which I'm like, OK, like I like 2019. I, I get yeah. it. And like so you would. It's a doll that you can play with and will interact with you, but you can also be like, you know, Chucky, turn on the yeah. TV. Chucky, call me. It's a like cat. from Black Mirror. It's like the Miley Cyrus. Oh, it is. Yes. Like the yeah, whatever yeah, right. too. I don't remember what her name uh, was. Yeah, kind of forgettable episode, but but I mean, still, yeah. but it sounds yeah. just like that. But, but yeah, yeah, but honestly, all I could think the whole time was like, th- there are infinitely better Black Mirror episodes yep. that tread similar ground, and uh, you don't get as much about the people like it's more about the kid trying to stop the doll than it is about people thinking the kid is really the crazy one I, was a little bit of that. I like Aubrey Plaza I was not impressed no and I like her yeah and I was just like is she, she the felt mom? Wa- yeah she plays the mom okay and she just kind of felt wasted you know, one thing I like about when I saw her cast as the mom in this movie I like that they're now casting moms that are like 
they're different than the moms you used to see in the 80s. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Aubrey Plaza, you don't think of her as a mom, but she's but at she the age be. where she would be a modern mom. Well, they do have a line where they address the fact that like she's pretty young sure. to have a kid this sure. age. She ain't no D Wallace, yeah. I'll tell you that. And she even says the thing about she has a joke about like how her sweet 16 party got out of hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but but yeah, I, I mean, like that though. You know that that you've got this the Aubrey Plaza playing a mom because at first it's a head scratch. You're like, what? But you're like, but wow, she. We're now the age where you know we're yeah. parents and people around us are all parents, and so we were used to see Aubrey Plaza as like more of a, 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 a not a kid, but you know a very a young, young adult. adult. Yeah, but you know, and you look back at the moms in our movies in the '80s, and we grew up, and they look like that stereotypical <laughs> mom, right. Aubrey Plaza, who is in uh, Parks the, and Rec. Well, yeah, of course, but you know when the like that Zac Efron and Mike oh, and whatever, Mike and whatever you know, yeah. you're yeah. thinking of Aubrey Plaza like that, and then you're like, oh, she's the mom in this movie, and it yeah. seems weird, and it's what her first. Was, was she in that awful? Grandpa she was in Dirty movie. Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah. So she's Yikes. in the raunchy comedies, but it's like, wow, she is the age to where she would could be a mom these days, and I think that's cool and adds another uh, another dimension. I guess it didn't work out that well in this one, but I do like her. There, and, there are some weird rights with this with this character because I think the child's play. That's why he looks different. Is because they're still try, they're still making a TV show, a Chucky TV show that follows the other. Correct. And that's in this right. one, he's actually called a buddy doll. It's yeah. B U D D I. Yeah, it's he not was my called, buddy. Well, it was called a. Uh, he wasn't called a my buddy. My oh. <clears throat> my buddy was a doll. My, was, my buddy was a was it? Yeah. But he was. It was like uh, he and was, it was creepy as hell. It's oh, Chucky. so my buddy was a real doll. Yes. And now they named him Buddy with an I. There was my buddy and kid sister. Okay. Like those were the two. Yeah. When I was a kid, and the like, my buddy the, doll looks like Chucky. Yes. Like when, when the Chucky yes. he was movie, a good guy. He was a good guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Mr. What. So in, in the in the child's play universe, yeah. he was called he was a good guy. Doll. Good guy. Yeah, okay. that's it. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, when um, I mean, I remember when I mean, I remember when child's play came out because sure. it came out in 88. So I was you know, 17, 18 years old. And uh, and I as soon as it came out, I was just like, well, this is my buddy. Yeah. This is clearly <laughs> supposed to be my yeah, buddy. So they and it had the... an irritating song. It did. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. This one does, too. Right. Yeah. It oh, it does. does? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a shame. So that do- that's not pre-existing. They added that. If they had to. There was no. I don't remember there being a, yeah. a theme song for the my. Yeah, he's the got a, guy doll. A, a theme song. Does Mark doll. Hamill sing it? He does. Yeah. Yeah. How is he? He's fine. Okay. Like I, you know, again, I just I I felt like this movie could have been way more clever than it was. I felt like, especially making him kind of a Google Home device. Yeah. I felt like they could have done for Google Home what like. You know, Dawn of the Dead did for Maul. Sure, and and uh, and I feel like that's, made them awesome. Yeah, I may you know, but just kind of dissected, right? You know, critiqued that culture, the culture, of and like it's ripe for that. And I just felt like it was very much a missed opportunity. Ah, oh, man, I heard people, a lot of people online were having reservations, and especially with Brad Dourif not doing the voice, the horror community was outraged over that. And then people just thinking it looked stupid. Uh, but the people that are seeing it are saying it's really fun. The horror, and I know you're not a big horror guy. Right. Like, a lot could, of horror people are like, this is fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. A lot of laughs. And What was the gore factor? Uh, there were a couple scenes that got okay. pretty gory. Okay. Um, what I don't. What old I don't, school gory, just like blood splashing. Oh. And there was one kind of gross out scene, like just the way someone got injured. I was sure. just like, oh. <laughs> but um, we can spoil it. Oh, okay. So uh, the. The mom's boyfriend, who's a d bag, he like perfect goes home to his family. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and he's taking down Christmas lights, 
Um, which I could never figure out when, what time of movie. This so I'm almost positive the original taking... one is set at Christmas. So this one is clearly set after Christmas because he's taking down Christmas lights, but then they're launching the Buddy Two doll, and I'm like, who launches a toy <laughs> after Christmas? But okay, oh. um, but he's taking down Christmas lights, and and Chucky shows up to get him, and mm. and uh, and he falls off the ladder, uh-huh. and he like falls straight down. And like you see him like land legs, like, yeah, you see him oh. land on his feet, and then like, and it was like, and then that's they, a good one. They both break, yeah, and like you very visibly, and it was like that was a little cringe okay. interesting to watch. Okay. But then it was like, but then there's like the dumb part where he uses like a rototiller that happens to be in the yard because it's after Christmas, but you have a rototiller. But I'm pretty sure this takes place. I I could I thought I think the, the original one's definitely in New York. I know it's in Chicago. Oh, you're right. It is in Chicago. This one yeah. looked kind of like Detroit, but I'm not sure. Um, well, but either way, <laughs> either Vancouver. way, yeah. like you wouldn't have a rototiller in right. your yard. What's a rototiller, like to churn so, up the ground. Oh, okay. And like the ground would be frozen. Right. Gotcha. So what's and, the point? Yeah. And so he uses the rototiller to like go after him, and that's pretty gross. And and uh, um. That doll's strong enough to mow over a person. Well, well he's not running it. Like he just turns it on, and then it it goes. Oh. For it's him. on a track. Oh, it's Kevin. a <laughs> auto. It's a it's and a the, powered rototiller. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> okay. but then like, the, the the thing that irritated me about the scene was that like he's like all tangled up in the Christmas lights, and there's this big giant strand, and the rototiller is approaching him, and it's chewing up the lights as it approaches him. You right, know? he's not spinning around. And I'm like, no, I'm like, how are the lights still on? That's a great oh. point. <laughs> well, they got those ones where if you break they a bulb, have, it stays on. Yeah, they yeah but, it is, but, these, but these lights are the really big, mm. old school yeah. bulbs. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like, it makes a good sound. If it's chewing up, then it's severed the cord. <laughs> it's not so oh, that's plugged true. in. Yeah, I think they, like, the cord, they do not stay on when the cord is cut. <laughs> right. so I will so I'll I'll give you that. Like, how are the lights still on? Anyway, I don't know. I, it sounds like people that like these sort of things were okay with it. It just, it certainly did not do something enough to, you know, it's not like Hereditary where I'm like, oh, if, yeah, if you don't like horror movies, you should see this one. Like, if you don't like horror movies, you're missing nothing. I'm wow. very excited for Midsummer. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing Midsummer. great. Well, yeah. Well, it's coming out Midsummer. Yeah, that's you know, true. So yeah, that's fair. I was just telling you, I was excited for year. Midsummer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's because uh, another movie that isn't that is coming out. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> With Child's Play, the thing that from the pictures and the little clips I've seen on Twitter that are going around, the thing that I don't like about it is that the My Buddy looks so CG. Like, horror movies used to be all about practical effects and puppets and everything. And, of course, the original Child's Play, I mean, that's a puppet. Absolutely. And so... I mean, does it look really bad in CG? Because in the little clips I've seen, I'm like, God, he looks so fake. I thought they were supposed. I thought I read that they were they were doing practic- a practical puppet. I don't know. There were some of those scenes that I saw that it did not look that, practical. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. I mean, I haven't seen it, but just from the. Clips, I wonder if it's a mixture yeah. of like there are oh, you maybe. know that there are some things they just couldn't do okay. with a puppet. Right. But I gotta tell you that original puppet, like that's a it's a good it's a good model. And then yeah. the second Very the second puppet's even better because. In the second movie, because there's so much damage to the to the original puppet, like it's so now it's got like you know there's they put oh, more sure. goop on it yeah. on the new one. He's scarred up. Yeah, he's scarred. Well, the scars don't come in until like, uh-huh. uh, not three. The one when the female one is introduced, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. That's a that's a real movie. Who's the one that does the voice? Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer yeah, Tilly. Uh, but yeah, she also plays Jennifer Tilly. Correct. The actress. Yes. In the no movie. No way. Yeah, yeah. She has a cameo as herself. Well, she's I, not a cameo. No, she's like it's, a main character. It's a main character. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh no! Oh, in those the old movies. In yeah, Ch- yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought you meant in this one she had because no. I saw her. She was uh, along with Brad Dourif. She was one of the people bad mouthing this because I guess they didn't have her or she's involved with the TV show or something. Yeah. She probably so on Twitter. Be. She well, yeah, was. Because she, I would I would assume that Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly are probably involved with the Chucky yeah. TV show because she tweeted something out when it was first announced about she just did not seem pleased she was taking shots at it or something it's almost like yeah but you got the TV show so shut up you know it's not like like this is a reboot your your character and your storyline I don't get how those two things can coexist and be in conflict well, like I think it's the oh I don't know I so Don Mancini I think who is the writer of the original script right I think somehow retained the like it's almost like the the George Romero uh, and then the other guy who yeah. like did Night of the Living. There's two guys that did Night of the Living Dead. There's What's Romero. Didn't he just not renew his copyright. No, so like Romero, there were bi- so like Return of the Living Dead, that movie that from the 80s mm-hmm. is the other guy who helped create Night of the Living Dead. Kind of mm-hmm. like James Bond with Spectre. Yeah, and speed and what was the Never Say Never Again was a re- yes was technically a remake of what Speedball no uh, Thunderball Thunderball oh. yeah yeah but like so Speedball was the John Belushi movie yeah <laughs> so it didn't end well yeah uh, so like Night of the Living Dead like there were so Return of the Living Dead wanted to they th- everybody says that like Romero would be like hey can you sign this and say you know eat more brains and Romero's like I didn't do that uh, yeah. It's the other guy that did that, but they were both worked on Night of the Living Dead. So I think that there are just some weird right issues when it comes to Chucky, where Don Mancini kind of says, "Well, I created that. I created this. I created this. That's Good mine." For him. I mean, and then you can have the child's play name, you can have the Chucky doll, but this is yeah. like I have the rights to this original story. I think he wrote them all, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was reading up on Wikipedia, and he seemed like he was. A, a, involved yeah if not in all of them really deep into the process big time, yeah big time. and then they did two weird ones like there at the end it was like, like straight uh, to video ones yeah it was the curse of chucky and the cult of chucky yeah. oh yeah and they revolve around brad duraf's brad duraf's daughter his his real life daughter actually plays the main character oh no kidding yeah that's interesting huh well i guess i won't run out to see that one no I think you're fine. <laughs> Home video it is. But uh, anyway, so yeah, $14 million on a $10 million budget, uh, and uh, that's not including overseas yet. So, you know, probably will make a few bucks. So eh, good for that one. Don't know if it's enough to make a uh, franchise, a new franchise out of it. Though. I think and no. Yeah. I think the TV show's safe. <laughs> so coming in at number three, wow, Aladdin still sticking around. $12.5 million is a 28% drop. So I guess all the kids that didn't see it during the school year are going out this summer and seeing it. $287 million domestic. You got to ask yourself, what happened? Piece of crap parent <laughs> <laughs> takes their kid to see Aladdin when they when, go see Child's Play? When Toy Story 4 is yeah. open. Yeah. Five, five what, weeks later. What are you thinking? It's also like. That's just, got divorced dad <laughs> written all over. Look, I want to go. I want to go see this one over here. You go to Aladdin. Take you yeah. to the new kids movie that's <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, I should like, oh, I should, Toy Story 4. I should clarify an unplugged divorce. Dad. Sure. Right, yeah. right. 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 We're not all like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that's I'm like now there's going to see Aladdin when <laughs> Toy Story 4. <laughs> Four is open, and, and I would say, well, it's all the people that couldn't get a ticket to Toy Story. But when the age of digital, they pretty much put it on yeah. enough screens yep. where in a half hour you can catch the next show. 
Yeah, when it's on f- almost 4,600 screens and it made $120 million, which is nothing to sneeze at, but it also tells me that it wasn't like in-game where people were scalping tickets sure. on eBay. Yeah. And so you could have you could have got it. Right. Like, and it's also, I feel like Disney's starting to become the snake that ate its own tail. You know, like, so they've got Aladdin, which is in the top three. They've got Toy Story, which is, I mean, they're just pulling, I guess they're not really pulling money away from, like, it's all going to the same place. I think their like, bigger not like I think their bigger problem is that they're strip mining their past. That is true. They're going to run out of these and, to yeah, remake eventually. Like, yeah. you know, nobody's going to be like, "Ooh, a live action Three Caballeros." <laughs> Sign oh, me boy. up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me. Up. Let me get that live action Sword in the Stone, and we'll be all right. So, Aladdin has made almost three hundred million domestic, and another approaching five hundred million overseas. So, uh, before this weekend's estimates are finished, we're over seven hundred and fifty million worldwide on a one hundred eighty-three million dollar budget. So, you know what that means? They're Live gonna, action return of Jafar. They're going to re-release it with extra footage. Oh no! No, only Endgame does that. Joe, come on. Sorry. So, yeah, making a lot of money. I mean, for as bad as that movie looked, and as worried as we were about it. Uh, Disney's pocketbooks are not too worried about yeah, it. They so yeah, they, they don't care. It's making the money. Coming at number four, though, one that should be worried about their pocketbooks, Men in Black International with $11 million, already a 63% drop from a lackluster opening, $52.9 million domestic total. So uh, you can go listen to our episode from last week, but definitely not what they expected. I think the overseas money is the only thing that's going to be able to save this one, at least from losing a ton. It had a $110 million budget, but it's already made over $75 million overseas alone. So yeah, the only way you're getting another Men in Black is if they get back Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that'll be the next thing. They'll get him. They'll see this, and if they want to keep that franchise alive, they'll have like, to pay him. Can we do that to... 21 Jump Street crossover now? Yeah. Oh, I wish they did. I wish they did. So coming in at number five. You know, I, you know, yeah. I read an interesting article about why they didn't do that, yeah. and I'm like, okay, oh. I, I get if you're a suit, they were like, okay, but if we do a 21 Jump Street and Men in Black crossover and it doesn't work, we screwed ourselves out of two franchises. We just killed two franchises. Yikes. But can you kill a franchise that hasn't had it? Like, they're not coming back to do a 23 Jump Street. In today's world, it doesn't look like you can ever kill a franchise. Yeah, yeah I guess that's They're true. always going that's to fair. give it another chance. Hence, Halloween or Terminator. Two. They haven't, oh, made a, yeah. they haven't made a good Terminator movie since Terminator 2. You ain't, and they keep doing it. And they it. keep doing it. <laughs> but this one has James Cameron. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's the right reaction. <laughs> yeah. That guy's on thin ice. Oh, yeah. But he's not directing no, it. No, it's Tim Miller. Yeah. That's right. He's it. producing it. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, we'll have to see. What, but, but you're right. It's kind of crazy how they can keep coming out with these franchises and reboots that people didn't ask for, and you think that they're done, and they keep coming back. And I, it's just a bizarre... A bizarre bankrupt world of Hollywood that just keeps... They're like, like their own horror movies. Yeah. Just when you think they're dead, they come back for another one. <laughs> Absolutely. So coming in at number five, The Secret Life of Pets 2 with another $10.9 That's a 55% drop in week three. $118 million domestic on that one. So I guess uh, I guess losing Louis C.K. didn't uh, end, <laughs> end the run. The yeah, kids didn't mind. Yeah. But he, and he was an ancillary <laughs> character. Then. No, he was the main was character. The main character. He? Yeah, he was the main he character. He was Max. I don't remember and that Pat as being a took over for yeah. the main character. I don't remember that as being a main character. Yeah. I mean, it was like an ensemble, but it right, was, there yeah. were so many animals. But Max was, is definitely Max the main, is like, yeah. it's yeah. Max the main dog. And the, and the big, the I big guess I, goober dog. That movie just completely slid out yeah. of my head. That's so. It, but well, it's because <laughs> the illumination, a, and you hate the minions. Also, so, there's yeah. a there's a Louis C.K. joke in there somewhere. 
about sliding out and uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought they meant Secret Life of Pets too. They made a Louis C.K. Oh, that'd show. be hilarious yeah. if they did. Yeah. So uh, that one is uh, around 180 million dollars on an 80 million dollar budget. Just hope it wouldn't involve a red rocket. <laughs> oh, oh, next. So cool. <laughs> Why did I not just skip over that one? I don't know. So n- number. Speaking of <laughs> rockets, yes. Coming in at number six. Oh. <laughs> Is what? Oh, I'll hand it to you. I, I definitely missed that one. But coming in at number six is Rocket Man, Tom. Hey, not Red Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Louis C.K. story. No, no, no. Right? No. Five point nine. You just you just stand there and watch. Oh. Five point nine million is a thirty-seven percent drop, and that one is at seventy-seven point five million dollars. The tumbleweed erection. <laughs> Delightful film about Elton John's uh, life, and it's Yellow Prick Road. Yeah, yeah. It's made about seventy million overseas as well. So I'm still standing. That's don't even have to change that one. That one still don't works. even got to change it. <laughs> Touche. So we're 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 approaching one hundred and fifty million on a forty million dollar budget. I mean, good for that. It yeah. just, I mean, it, like I said, it was uh, we did an episode on it. So go back good, and listen to that. It's a good movie. Yeah, it go is a listen good movie. to the episode and go see it. Uh, you know, Joe doesn't like musicals, and it is. I mean, have no doubts. It oh, it's a definitely musical. musical. Yeah. So you know what? If you can, if you can convince Joe that it's an all right movie, or you then just trick Joe. Maybe the <laughs> secret for a musical to work on Joe is that they have to use classic rock instead of show tunes. That I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah, can we get the Metallica musical? That'd be all right. Mamma Mia was all about was all with Kiss songs. <laughs> you'd be good. Holy Christ, that'd be amazing. Uh, with the success of some of these movies and and all this coming out, I would not doubt you will be getting a biopic music or musical and or musical that of would, all these. That one wouldn't bands. be that bad. That'd be a fun one. Which one? A Kiss biopic. Yeah, but so this one is a basically a jukebox musical yeah. like Mamma Mia is, and so. The question is, I mean, are you going to get a biopic like Bohemian Rhapsody? Maybe that was a bad example, but that style <laughs> it is of, your only other that example. style. Well, but it's a biopic, but it's that's a biopic sure. where there's songs in the movie. Whereas, you know, Rocket Man's really cool because it is like Mama the songs Mia does. tell the story. They, yeah, they wrap it around and you and, couldn't do that with Kiss. There's no emotional resonance behind well, the boys. Are, the boys are back in town. Come on, Tom. That's, that's Lizzie. That's, that's, yeah, it's not them. Oh, that's damn Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, good call. Well, <laughs> we can't then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you could wrap something around Love Gun. Yeah, condom. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but uh, you know, so it's it's making some money. I, I think it, it deserves success. I would love to see it doing a little better. I mean, because Bohemian Rhapsody made a billion dollars basically, yeah. and this one's at 150, which seems so unfair. Do you, do you think that's based on Queen? Do you think Queen is more popular than Elton John? Well. Apparently, I mean musically. I apparently, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a shame the timing wasn't reversed because I feel like if that had been first and then people saw Bohemian Rhapsody, they'd be like, <laughs> but give, the, give the I don't Oscar think so. The, I think this targets a totally different demo. I think it does. I yeah. think the people that you know that are seeing and loving Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was a fun movie. Like I'm not, I I I haven't turned on it in quite the same way you no, have. No, I think no, but it's okay. It was a fun movie, and but yeah, it's just a. Del- but at the end of the day, it's a delivery system for Queen songs, exactly. Yeah. And that's what this. I mean, yeah. it's Elton John. The this Rocket Man is kind of the same, but also like in a more. But it utilizes so in a, more. In a more. But it utilizes those songs. Yes. in such a different manner. Yes. A, so in Bohemian Rhapsody, you're just watching it to wait until. 
Freddie Mercury and Queen play their songs. Right. Yeah. Rocket Man, it's dream sequences, and it's it is like Tom said, telling the story. It's, it's so sequences. different. It's a dream sequence. Yeah, oh, that whole movie. <laughs> so it just it's so like just artistically and creatively, and I think performance wise, I mean everything about Rocket Man is so much better. And I just I I mean I was lukewarm when I saw bohemian rhapsody and i just i don't think it's held up and i don't think it will hold up but made a ton of money and that's that's and the, the dude got an oscar out of it like i mean that's a big deal for an actor like there's not not you how many best actors yeah. have there been hey, they did some yeah. whining and dining over there right i mean that's that's a, that's a small number out of everybody that's acting in hollywood is yeah. 77 people have been or whatever year they're on right yeah yeah so anyway but but either way i mean you know the the awards aren't all that matters Rock no no i just i just mean from like from his standpoint I mean, oh like, no totally yeah, dude, i just I'm just saying we're basing this on it sucks to win that award. Part of it's because awards bring you more money. And sure. So it's it sucks that this is such a good movie and you know it probably will be forgotten by Oscar time. What was the what was the Weinstein one that they pushed relentlessly? Was it uh, Shakespeare in Love? Oh yeah, he's yeah. that the one he, he that, rocked the, the, the system in, the, the, the by beat out Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, for yeah. no good reason. Like that movie has no business even being in the same conversation as Saving Private Ryan. Oh right, right. But anyway, so uh, that's Rocket Man. Go see it if you have a chance. It's good. Listen to the episode. Number seven, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, three point nine million, a fifty six percent drop. Uh, and uh, I would say go listen to that episode too. It's a very special episode yeah. where we have a guest that's from uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, Joel Hodgson. So it was great to get him on the show. So go listen. It's a fun time. Uh, I would say listen. That's one of those where we can save you 10 bucks on the ticket. Yeah, I think so. Definitely Uh, listen to the episode. uh, So apparently Godzilla vs. Kong is done. Yeah. And and it's getting decent. Like they're like. Oh, finished production. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, this is pretty good. And I think that has a lot to do with the director. Like Mike Doherty isn't. I mean, no offense to Mike Doherty. But he's not exactly a proven director. Okay. Uh, and I, the guy that is doing Kong versus Zilla yeah. is uh, <clears throat> Adam Wingard, who is a proven director. Yeah. You know, he's got not not some massive hits, but he's got a lot of. Uh, he's an indie horror director. He was, yeah, he kind of came up in that. Like, uh, what was that called? Uh, so there's like, you're next, and yeah. uh, what was that group devil? of directors called? Though, didn't they have a name oh, for, <clears throat> for what they're. Yeah. But they, just, but they were just like the. the, the atmospheric horror rather mm. than blood and guts uh but yeah so like it's, it's getting decent reviews i don't think they're going to give it its release date back i think they're going to keep it i guess they so it's supposed to come That's, out next year right yeah so they're going to push it off to Instead of summer it will be maybe will be like that february or april th- spot yes see that's smart yeah, because I if mean, it that, performs well there that that's movie would want it would kill there right yeah, yeah. literally it, yes <laughs> oh so yeah, the, it, it's interesting how the release dates don't really matter anymore. As far as then, you can't just count a movie out because right. they're getting smart. Oh like, sure, why do we have to wait? And with digital distribution and more theaters, it's not so much a competition type thing. It's like if people want to see it, they'll throw it on a screen, and right. people will will go. We'll go. Uh, but but I do agree though, especially with the lackluster box office of Godzilla, at least domestic. Um, it's you know it's just cracking the hundred million domestic. Now overseas, Godzilla King of the Monsters made two hundred and fifty million. So on a $170 million budget, uh, it's not setting the world ablaze, at least outside of the movie, but, uh, it, it, you know, it's about doubling its budget so far. So 180 minutes of just them smashing each other. Yeah. Be, Sign me up. Now, are you talking <laughs> about the porn parody or yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever you can get up 180 minutes. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where you're, you're going to find Godzilla's wiener if we haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> that is a, <laughs> or his butthole. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a interesting. Has has any is movie that a Green Rocket? Uh, <laughs> has any movie ever done that? Like because you never see the genitalia on monsters. Has any monster movie ever gone out and done that to address Mon- like werewolf balls? <laughs> I mean, they reference it in Monster Squad, but you never see them. Like, he's well, wearing- we don't count that. I said, I said movie. Not yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> But he's so, wearing pants. Like the, I don't, you know the. You sound really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were was a, he's wearing, wearing pants. pants. You were like, kind of disgusted. I mean, it is what it is. Nobody wants. He's to see wearing it. pants. He's wearing like, pants. like, 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 literally. <laughs> in six years of doing this, yeah, the first. <laughs> Complaint, <laughs> yeah, you I've never watched about Monster Squad, Squad is, wearing pants. is the fact that the Wolfman <laughs> is wearing pants. Ridiculous. Yeah. How do I mean? <laughs> how do we know he really does have nerds? Yeah. I, I mean, because he howls, he does react. Well, when, that, when, I mean, when the, when are you saying female Wolfman can't howl? No, he howls. Is that what you're saying? Female saying he howls, yeah, he'd be. A, they call them Wolfman. Women. No, this is 2019, Tom. They're Wolfmen. A woman can be a Wolfman. It's just one name. It's their last name. Oh, it's Marge Wolfman. Good, yeah. excellent, very good. She's a Wolfman. Oh, the Wolfmans are over. <laughs> oh, Christ, it's a full. Honey, moon. we got to go to the Wolfmans yeah. tonight. Oh. They brought their tuna. Ca- they brought their tuna casserole. It's all my have a headache. Yeah. I'm so, not going. Anyway, uh, uh, number eight. John where, is, where is she at on her cycle? I'm not going. <laughs> well, it's every night. It, on the it well, well, I guess it's the full yeah, moon. It's yeah. not just the moon. That's true, right? Yeah. It's just the full moon. It's a double entendre there, Kevin. Was what? talking about her cycle. Well, I know, and I was <laughs> saying it's every night, but it's actually only full moon. Only full moons. Yeah. So you get like, you know, yeah, boy. When do wolf women <laughs> menstruate? I hope that. I, do you think it's tied to when they actually become, or how would that work? So would it be that could they be turn into a werewolf on their cycle while they're on their cycle, or yeah. is turning into a werewolf is that their cycle? Well, I, guess you, mean, I guess. It, I guess. It could, mean, I guess it could sync up. Does that mean female werewolves are always on their period, oh or does God. that mean, I mean that oh, it, would don't, ex- it would explain don't a lot? Go there. It would only be like it would still have to fall in phase, and so sometimes they're werewolves, but sometimes <laughs> they're werewolves <laughs> on their period. Oh, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds like the worst. I, yeah, I, this I, is all staying in, right? I, you can imagine how. Like, I mean, the, how their fur is going to get all matted. <laughs> is this my blood? Or can is you this guys? Their blood? Can you guys give me a second to edit to pause? <laughs> no, we're not going to give you any silence, so you yeah, can find you, this you later. Never, no, we're going to keep. Uh, talking. I'll figure it out. Five hundred <laughs> of these things, I've gotten pretty good at it. Coming in at number eight, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum, three point eight million dollars. Uh, so when does John Wick have his period? That's a great. How question. do you think that that? That's a great question, <laughs> Tom. I, I think, think you need to go back to uh, special ed, wherever <laughs> they learned the health class. What what was what was the class where they teach about the? Oh, I went to Catholic school. They didn't teach us <laughs> shit. Yeah. They're like, well, God puts no, the baby in the mom's the belly. The Catholic schools teach you all about periods because that's, oh, that's birth true. control. That's birth control, yeah. That's all you the got. The rhythm method. That's all you got, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You get to like 17, you're like, nope, nope, no. Okay. okay. I see. So I didn't go to Catholic school. So I was wondering, like, well, how do they? Because in, in, in public schools, they teach you about condoms the, and birth control they teach you about the right way to do it right yeah. but then and then i'm like well but they don't what do they teach you to pull out in catholic school but they, they don't want you to have sex so there is right. no i mean yeah it's just absence it is but they also are anti-birth control so it's that's the, what i mean they don't so teach like that you, you can only have sex when the woman is ovulating and then they have to like figure that out by like the well the, the height of the sun in the no, sky you can, or whatever if bowl. you can have sex with your wife when oh, i guess that's whenever yeah, you would yeah, yeah. like but but the but sex is not for fun Every act of sex is supposed to be open to to the 
is supposed to be open to procreation. Yeah. So there was one family. So they're in saying school even though like, you know that she can't get pregnant or probably can't. Well, because you, you know your math could have been wrong or something. <laughs> uh, so like something that's could, how they okay. something your could decimal, still go wrong. Your decimal point was off by a thing. Yeah, you're not supposed to use any contraception. Like, yeah, any any contraception. You don't keep track of it, so that way you don't really... No, you keep track of it. Like oh. you're al- That's the only thing that they allow oh, is what yeah. they call the rhythm method. <laughs> Which is buddy, probably easier that... now with apps and stuff. Oh, for sure. But it's still not near as... Now, I have a friend who has they... children because of the rhythm method. Sure. <laughs> do, they, do they keep track of the size of the boat method? <laughs> or do they adhere... No, they don't a, adhere no to Kevin, that? it's the man of the boat. No. It's the man of the boat. Well, if you care about your woman, <laughs> then yes. But not everyone's so thoughtful. So but my Wolfman period jokes are a problem. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so Dan, hey. Dan just sat up and says, "There's a disturbance in yes. the podcast for us." <laughs> As if thousands of women cried out in anger. Uh, I think it's oh, funny you think thousands you, of women listen to the show. <laughs> I I think it's cute that you think this is making it in the podcast. <laughs> so coming in at number eight. Why is the podcast only 30 minutes this week <laughs> with two reviews? $155 million domestic for John Wick, Chapter 3 Parabellum, another 130-ish overseas. So we're approaching the $300 million worldwide That's on an solid. undisclosed budget. But, That's pretty good. But yeah, I, I you know that that feels like a movie. I'm in a ballpark, like a $90 million budget. Does that sound I feel right? Like that's high. I would say like I, 65 to 70. It's a third movie. It's There's third names. movie with him. Yeah, I, I feel, guess that's true. I feel like it because I feel like it's a l- low budget for this type of movie. So I think they could keep it in that right around 100 type of thing. And, so And Keanu's got two movies in the top 10. Yeah, you know, Keanu's doing all right for himself. It's what a weird... Getting cast in everything. Yeah, he's the, the Keanu sons. I, yeah. I do like the 75 million. So, yeah, oh, that's pretty good. So, that's solid. So yeah, it's it's you know they're happy with that, and uh, they are set up for a fourth. And they oh, said yeah. if you if you want us to make the fourth, go out and see this, and they did. Go to our it, Patreon. It's In other over words, triple go its to budget. The you know, it's so I think they're happy with that, and I think we will get a John Wick chapter. Who do you, who, who do you cast him as in the MCU? Because that's the that's the big debate. I mean, so Reed Richards. No. Okay, Adam Warlock. I'll give you that one. And uh, he's too old for Wolverine. Yeah, though. Yeah, that's why everyone says Wolverine. I'm like, he turned it down 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's not getting any younger. I don't know why he would a think he could do it better now unless he just wants the paycheck. But that's not Keanu. He's not that type. Of, you know, obviously he, he gives money away. He's sure. very, you know. So I don't think he would do that. Um, but Silver, Silver Surfer. That's what I do. Too, but I don't know that I want to see Surfer. I mean, I think that's cute, but I don't know that I want to see Surfer Keanu back. You know, like you, it's you like oh, Surfer you, dude. No, Silver no, no, Surfer. no. You would not get the. You would not get Bill and Ted. On the surfboard, you would get like, you know, monotone. I just think I yeah. think it'd be fun to see him as the Silver Surfer. That's cute, but also and Larry Fishburne was the Silver Surfer before that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when when you're the the main thing with him though is that he's it's always like CG. He's always silver. Yeah. Oh. So I think with Keanu now they find a way. Like no, no, no. He could just turn that on <laughs> and off. <laughs> yeah. If they were gonna have him do it, they'd have him not be silver. I could see him as Adam Warlock. That's a but Adam Warlock. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Someone actually did a, a concept, and it wasn't like. Um, drawing it was like they Digital photoshopped art. it to look real yeah and so it was it was keanu in an adam warlock suit and i'm like okay i would do him as adam warlock and uh zach efron as nova but you know for me with, with his age now and i feel like you know hey, if you who? who keanu who? Oh, okay. i feel like if you you know with you cut his hair a little bit give him that gray streak you know I i'm like see that i'm like i i just really feel like he could do it and um even though you don't typically see 
Keanu Reeves is a, a brilliant scientist type, <laughs> but we have we seen him play a scientist. And it was awful. What was it? Well, but that, that movie. Oh, but the chain mo- reaction. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. It was the it replicas. Was- Right, replica. That's oh, what I was thinking of. Yeah, chain, chain reaction. <laughs> chain reaction is the one where like they they figure out a way to power things with water. Oh, so was he a scientist? Yes. Yeah. But I, that movie, replicas, was terrible. I don't think it was Keanu's <laughs> fault. And so I think that he could do it. I I know that maybe it, it's not what we're used to seeing him as, but for some reason, the look at his age right now, I feel like he could pull off Reed Richards. I don't know why. I but feel like I, Reed needs to be like thirty five to forty, like in that range. But I mean, the actors can play down or up, and Keanu looks. He's one of those. He's that a Never ages. So. <laughs> it's him and Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, John Wick is doing all right either way. So we'll be seeing another. We'll be seeing you. Yeah. How about let's put it that way. One that we will not be seeing again, at least under this uh, envelope, is Dark Phoenix. The Fox Men are over three point seven million, a sixty percent drop. It's number nine in week three, pulling it out of theaters already. It's starting to drop up out of theaters. Yeah. It's in twenty. I'm sorry. It is in uh, t- just over two thousand screens. <laughs> I in was week hoping three. you would just say two, well, two screens. <laughs> it lost sixteen hundred and sixty-seven <laughs> screens. That's yeah, I mean that's huge. Almost half in three weeks for a, for an X-Men superhero movie. I, bad news, man. What a crazy thing. And I, uh, yeah, they yeah. limped that thing into finish as best they could. Yeah, it's I. I only I feel they bad. drove that car into the wall. We're like, no, we can make it. <laughs> I feel bad for the people involved. It's just, it's like I don't though. Like I don't feel bad. Not? I don't feel bad for Kinsberg at all. No, but I feel bad. I mean, for the actors though, there's some good That's actors fair. in the movie, That's and yeah, I just. But they, you know, here's how I look at that. They got paid. This hurts none of their. You careers. don't think so? I nah. mean, no. I, I don't so think young because no nobody looks at this movie failing as a reflection on the actors. Yeah, no one's it's, saying the acting is... It's the, a reflection yeah. on the franchise yeah. and how the franchise has been handled okay. and the merger. And yeah. nobody's like, oh, Michael Fassbender, you really screwed <laughs> it up. I guess I just feel bad when you have actors that did, you know, they're, they tried, they did the best they could yeah. and they're solid actors and then this movie gets trashed, something that they put time and effort into. I guess I just feel bad that it's like, it's not their fault, but yet they're in this terrible I guess movie. I, yeah. that gets, I can see uh, if can, it was like an independent flick. You know what I mean? Like the, they could wipe their tears with yeah. their check. Yeah, I you know, know what I mean? Like true. with an independent flick, there's some there's some blood and guts and yeah. tears on there. With this one, it's just like, well, I worked for Fox. Yeah. Yeah. This you know, is, I mean, this is a paycheck movie. Exactly. That's true. And I don't mean that they don't take it seriously, but like this isn't a passion project. That's for any yeah, of these exactly. Yeah. yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is like, I'm not wearing that stupid it's a, it's, ass makeup. It's a, this is the what's movie the opposite sh- of a passion project? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a paycheck, the, this a is, paycheck movie. This is the movie she makes so she can go make 15 mothers. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was Arnofsky, but what's that? Mothers. That was Arnofsky. I guess she. But I mean, she, can be she in was it. in it. She's yeah, in it. Sure, like sure. that, she can afford to be in that. She's movie. She's gonna start. She's like, can I be in this guy, the Hereditary guys movies? From yeah. Now on? Right. But, yeah. But she can afford to be in that movie, making next to nothing, sure. because she made a movie like this. Right. You know? Right. 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 There you go. So rounding out the top ten. Oh man, it made it. The second film mini discussion we're going to have Anna. Oof. Not Anna, right? Because Anna's from Frozen. It's, it's, do they say Anna? They say Anna. Are they clear to be like, They say Anna, Anna. Anna M because she's from Moscow. Ooh, okay. Well, That's Anna, a line of dialogue from this movie. Well, hopefully Anna M did better in Moscow because it made $3.6 in the U.S. It uh, is not good. <laughs> $3.6 million on a an undisclosed budget. I have no overseas number, which it's directed by Luc Besson, so I don't know if it has a, it's going to have following in There's France. There's a co-director but, of this. Oh really? Yeah, it's a co-director. Yeah, there's there was another name, like I couldn't see it, but there was another name attached to this, and, and, I, and uh, it listed as director Luke Besson, yeah. writer Luke Besson, so they tagged it on. Like, uh, yeah, huh? Um, 
it, man. What what is, is this about? It looked like Red Sparrow. It's, exa- the, it's, it's Red Sparrow meets John Wick. Okay. Like, that's the only way I could... It's the Walmart version of that. Okay. Uh, she is uh, a dope fiend that gets... You know, her dad was in the military. She gets picked up by Luke Evans, kind of indoctrinated into the KGB. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, you know, he's, she kind of says, I want five years, and you're out. Well, of okay. course, you know, that's not going to happen. There's a whole bunch... Like, Helen... Does she say I'm only one week away from retirement? <laughs> no, but she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm retired. Like it's it's not. Does she speak in a Russian accent? Uh, yeah, sort of. Is it's, it French Russian? Yes. <laughs> like it's it's in and out. Um, it. I mean, this has Cillian Murphy, uh, Luke Evans. Does it have Killian Murphy? Is, is that how you say it? Yes. Oh, Killian it's Murphy. Irish. I always thought it was all right. Uh, Scarecrow, uh, <laughs> Gaston. And Helen Mirren, <laughs> Scarecrow, Gaston, and Helen, Helen Mirren. Mirren. Yes, I and like that. so like you've got some heavyweight actors mm-hmm. who are doing their best, okay. and it's just like this guy turns on this person, this person turns like there's all like they do the whole triple double. Quadruple. Well, this is a mini review. You can actually go into it. Oh, a little I guess more that's true. I, yeah, okay. So what is the crux of this story? So she's a so special she, agent. She's, or a, she's an assassin. Okay. Uh, that gets you know she only wants to do this for five years, sure. but she's very good at her job. They're not going to let her go for five years. Like yeah. you're in. Once you're in the KGB, you're in for life. Do, so that is re, do they resign her to a better contract? Oh no no. Does no. she go free agent or no no no? They're, your your contract is life. <laughs> like that's there's no negotiating once you're in. Oh your contract's up, so we're going to be resigning <laughs> you uh, to life. Correct. So she's doing these hits, uh, and then the the problem is is there's so many time jumps. So we jump, we see that like your opening scene in 1990 or whatever then it jumps back five years then it jumps forward three months then it goes back four years then it jumps forward <laughs> oh, four geez. months and i was just like oh geez. stop it like and don't... what's the point what are they trying to do with these so time jumps she like it's almost like in uh the ocean movies mm-hmm. when they you see something happen and then they go back and show you that thing again but from the other perspective oh. and realize what was working okay right so like the whole opening scene is this uh like photographer this uh french photographer is looking for a model and somehow he ends up in this market and stumbles upon our main character who he brings in as a model and the entire time you're watching this opening scene i was like everybody sucks like this is so weird like what is the what is the problem with all of the everybody's so stiff well then you come to find out everything except for the photographer is a setup by the kgb to get this photographer to this girl oh they pulled a mission impossible like when they basically that. yeah so that's what they're trying to do so anna anna uh-huh, gets same. brought into this you know so <clears throat> the, her cover is she's a supermodel which gets her all around the world working jobs and they do hits around the world where she's at mm. so like it's just you know that's that's the premise um she gets kind of turned by killian murphy discovers who she is uh kind of turn says either you come work for the united states you need to take out the head of the kremlin that's hilarious i was gonna joke that the united states tries oh, to get course. this russian and they do and then it actually is yeah one. yes she absolutely like turns on oh, the boy. turns on the kgb uh not good timing to release a movie about i was Russia. thinking the exact same thing i was like i don't think well Luke like, Bas- Luke I, Bassan, like Luke I know Bassan. you probably don't live in america <laughs> but you may want to turn on the news every it's once so in a while. weird i was just listening to a podcast of uh and they like they're doing it like live shows in australia uh-huh. and they're just like you don't understand that like united states news that's just in the united states is world news yeah. like it's 
it infiltrates every part. Like they're in Australia and they're just like we turn on and it's just like American news. Like they don't yeah. even talk about Australian news. It's just all America because there's a dingo ate a baby and a, <laughs> and a shrimp and on the Barbie and, and, and a tan schlub in the White House who just keeps making crap go crazy. Um. So, but yeah. So like the the Americans Turner. Do they turn her? Like, is she playing the American? Oh, double. It's that's the so. Yes. But then there's a triple cross where oh. uh, Helen Mirren's character, like, at the end of the movie, basically, uh, Killian Murphy hires the the girl to kill the head of the Kremlin, to kill the head of the KGB. Does she go in through a tunnel behind the Papa there is John? Definitely a tunnel. <laughs> because if I because if I know anything, it's, it's like, a you can get to the Kremlin <laughs> through a Papa John. She slides under a door. Like, does that count? I guess. Uh, uh, in the close. base in the basement of the Kremlin. So like the basically she gets all the information on the US government. She gets all the information on the Russian government and she says, I'm out. Like I will give each of you your information back. But if something I have, you give me six months. If I if something happens to me within those six months, I'm releasing everything. Whatever. Helen Mirren says, you don't mess with the Russian government and shoots her in the chest. But it turns out the triple fake is that Helen Mirren has been on it the entire time and got her out and got her out. So, Look at that. yeah, it's like it. It tried to be it, this art house version of Red Sparrow and John Wick. It just doesn't work. See what I thought was funny when I saw the trailer for this. This is one that I was in the theater and I and it played yeah. ahead of a movie, and it was about this female badass, you know, operative that's been trained, whatever. And then at the end, they're like, Anna, and I'm like, there's a really good movie called Hana. <laughs> oh, there is about a, good movie. a yeah. badass yeah, super yeah, soldier yeah. who was trained the by government with Eric Banner, it's right? Saoirse Ronan. It was when she was the she was a little girl right? in that movie. Yeah, and then they re- then they remade it into a show, and yeah. it's a show on, on Amazon, Amazon now with but, Joel Kinnaman and the gal from The Killing. The, yeah, yeah. So, but I love Hana the movie. Yeah, it's it, great. It is a great movie. Yeah. And so when they said there was this badass operative, and they're like, and it flashes on screen like Anna. I'm like, oh, they just dropped the H, and they're like, <laughs> make her an adult assassin. But yeah, it was a it, I, so go see Hana if you haven't seen. Yes, it. go see Hana. Go see Atomic Blonde, which is yeah, way like better. Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Blonde's a lot of fun. I know it got kind of like middling. No, I think that's a that's a fun but action. I flick. love the look of it. And that Charlize neon. Is a babe. She's she's cool. She's a badass. Yeah. Like I like. Did you listen to her? How to get? How did this get made? Episode. Oh, I'm sure I did. I it can't. was her and Seth Rogen. Oh, because long June, shot. Well, because June Diane Rayfield is in, is in long, long shot. shot. So they. Came I like that the to see that. Yeah. Like I, June Diane Rayfield pops up in all these little movies, <laughs> lots of comedies. But it was kind of cool. Where I'm like, she's a major role in Long Shot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm used to knowing her from How Did This Get Made. Right. But yeah, it's it's a mess. It's I I have to. Be, I don't know how this guy keeps making movies. Oh, I he mean, make that, a lot of money in France and. Did every, that Valerian movie make any money worldwide? I, I mean, I think it made way more overseas. Oh, it did. I mean, that's that movie is made for the international market, just like Men in Black is making double or triple over there already. It's it's like they're making these movies, these big budget sci-fi action movies like that sells that translates in any language. Sure. And he's the guy to make those type of things. Also, like she hooks up with Killian Murphy and Luke Evans, who like Killian Murphy is this top dog. Wouldn't you? No, absolutely. I mean, wait, with who? Go Let me ahead. Clarify. <laughs> but I mean, like, so nope, we got what we needed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so it's Luke Evans and Killian Murphy who are like the two top dogs of both of their organizations. Uh-huh. You would think that they'd be like, "Huh, I feel like she might be playing me because she wants to have sex." But no, they're just like, "No, I love you." Now the yeah. question is, men are dumb when it comes that's to stuff true, like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, did they use the rhythm method? 
Uh, I don't know. Well, I, uh, maybe check the bonus features check the bonus, for that. Yeah, the so. and the bonus features. So yeah, it's a. I would say it's a swing and a miss. Okay, yeah. so check it out on uh, when it's free on yeah, HBO Go. Exactly. Or whatever, yeah, or yeah. Part of your subscription. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or at our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month gets you all sorts of bonus content. Less than a price of a cup of coffee. Yeah, and maybe you can end up on the show. So Maybe. So uh, there, that's it for this one. If you're lucky. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Toy Story 4. Until then, you've been warned. I thought they'd never leave. You've got a friend in me. Woody. You've got troubles. Well, I've got them too. There isn't anything. got a friend in me some other folks might be a little bit smarter than i am bigger and stronger too maybe imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.